It would appear the Arizona Coyotes needed one more contract to get about three cents above the cap floor. Let's talk about it today. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes, your number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube and the Sirius XM radio app. I'm Robin Leonio alongside Matthew Jacobson. We're back after a little vacation. I had a good time in California and Las Vegas um well matt was just going back to work um you know other stuff but <laughs> i mean i went to castle and coasters today because after seeing my nephew for a little bit i was like i'm brain dead i am gonna waste 50 bucks and go ride a bunch of roller coasters because i spent 26 damn hours in that building over the last two days all right i just i needed to decompress by being lifted up into the air and dropped very fast and I don't blame you. I mean, look, I i mean, you know, that's how I felt when I felt with myself being on vacation. But we're back from vacation, so we don't need to talk about that anymore. We're going to get right into back into Coyotes content right here on Locked on Coyotes. And we're, let's go ahead and just start, start off with it. Matt Dumba is officially an Arizona Coyote, Matthew. And it's it, it baffles me to see the, the, the coyotes are making all these moves they're making i mean i'm, I'm am i surprised am i surprised yes and no it's kind of like what's happening but good that they're doing what we're they're supposed to be doing well remember this is this got them like one penny above the salary cap floor because they absolutely needed every cent they can get uh i i know we didn't get to talk about the jack mcbain thing his cap hit of like 1.5999, like the, one of the funniest things. But Matt Dumba, uh, the official number was 3.9, reported by Craig Morgan, is reported uh, everywhere else is 4 million. Craig Morgan says 3.9, now we're going to go with that. 29-year-old defenseman, six foot, 181 pounds, and last season in 79 games. So he still, at the very least, had a bounce-back year because looking over his last couple of years, he's missed some games, 57 games, 51 games. Four goals, 10 assists, 14 points. This looks like a veteran player that offensively is known for being good but has dropped off over a few years. Where have I heard this before, signing in Arizona? This this is a, a tickling the mustache a little bit. This is definitely waking me up to, to draw some parallels between one Shane Gostaspair. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely feels like that. And look, Matt Dumba is a good defenseman. Uh, definitely seems like he would be better defensively than offensively right now. But if anyone can fix that, that is coach Andre Turnier. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the most, I think that's the kind of the biggest part of it, right? Is um, you just know what, Andre Torne has been able to do with a lot of players who are looking just for a fresh start, who are like just a, you know, a, a change in scenery. 
you said it perfectly. Chayton Gontaspear was one of those people that got a chance to get that opportunity. Matt Dumba is put in a perfect opportunity. And I think it might be in a little bit of a better situation because I feel like the defense is starting to round out a little bit and look a little bit more of what the, what Tournay and Bill Armstrong wants out of their defense. Not exactly there 100% yet, of course, but it's getting there. Well, when your top four is Yuso Valamaki, Yanis Moser, Matt Dumba, and Sean Dursey, I feel like you have more than enough to, hey, Yanis Moser, surprising amount of offensive depth with him, but really good, really sound defensively. Sean Dursey, excellent offensively, suspect defensively. That's a pairing right there. You so obviously this will have to go through training camp to see if it actually works. I'm just talking about conceptually. Then you have Valamaki, who is pretty solid defensively, put it with Matt Dumba, who is pretty solid defensively. Obviously, he's getting older, 29 years old. He should he's right there at the tail end of what should be his prime. So there still is the opportunity for him to bounce back this season. And also him being known to have a little bit of offense in that tank right there. Yes, it has, like I said, has gone down a little bit. 14 points last year versus 27, 21, 24, 22. So it's been quite a bit since he had that 50-point season. But I, he, he can get 30. I think in this system, he can get 30. Because he'll probably have, what, power play two-time? Jersey will have one of the power plays. Dumbo probably has a power play. Uh, he had no power play points last year, but before that, usually pretty solid power play point numbers. I'm just going to assume in Minnesota, they had other players that could handle that power play. Meaning, hey, the Coyotes saw some open slots. You could slot him in, and directly right there, looking at the power, again, lack of power play points last season. Before that, it was 5, 5, 8, 12, 12, 12. Very consistent right there, a four-year stretch of 12. Uh, power play points, including back-to-back years with six power play goals. Three of the four seasons, he had six power play goals. So slotting him in for Arizona, that right there could immediately help jumpstart some of that offense. Oh, absolutely. I think it's it's, it's unique because I think uh, trying to find the right term, the right words I want to say about this, but I'm just glad that I guess put it this way. I'm just glad that Bill Armstrong is making the moves that he is, right? Um, you know, yeah, sure. Like you know, earlier in the off season, they're still, they still they they got in a couple of you know dead contracts just to kind of, just for the next year, just kind of fill that out. But past that, we don't need that anymore um, because I think maybe hopefully Matt Dumbo works out and he sign maybe sign him a little bit longer. Just a couple more, a couple extra years or whatever. Um, but the era of just just getting just to the cap floor. They're done. Yeah, because they have around four million, last I checked, projected cap space. Um, that sure doesn't sound like a team that's just struggling to get to the cap floor. And yes, there is the context of a couple of dead contracts left. I think Shea Weber has two more years after this. Weber's, I want to yeah, say Weber's this is guy. Brian Little's last season under contract. So you only have and to deal with those for a couple more years. But I, I, I like the moves he's going for. And again, it's a one-year contract, $3.9 million. rounded up to an even forward for the purpose of the conversation. Even if Dumba sucks, even if Dumba comes in, he's terrible defensively, turning the puck over. He only gets two goals and five assists for seven points, and his production is in half. It's a one-year contract. It's easy to get away from that by just, all right, 
you're leaving in free agency. That's this is that's why I it. like what Bill Armstrong is doing because I feel like, you know, he's making, you know, testing the waters of a lot, a lot of these free agents, getting those that are probably going to be pretty, you know, pretty decent anywhere else, um, and signing them to contracts for the Coyotes side is very low risk, high reward. Low risk meaning that one year you're not going to have. Yeah, Matt Dunn was going to get paid the pretty decent you know almost four almost four million dollars mm-hmm. but it's only one year so like like you said if he sucks they're like all right didn't work out we're not gonna we're not gonna bring you back if it does work out it's like yeah we'd like to keep you out um and you're not too expensive so we'll definitely hand you uh handy hand you a pretty decent contract and i i suppose we can travel down that lane a little bit after we have a nice, kind word from today's sponsor. Absolutely. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1. It's a product that I have literally every single day. It is the foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. And I drink it every day because I just got sick and tired of having to take a multivitamin or you know other vitamins just to meet all my daily nutrition for the day. I got out of hand. I started forgetting to take some stuff. AG1 made it really easy because all I need is a scoop of this in a cup of water every day, mix it in, and I got everything that I need. And the best part, what it made, what convinced me to have AG1 every day is it's uh, cheaper than my cold brew habit. I used to have cold brew almost every day, and you know this this almost replaces it because it's less than three dollars a day, and it just works. If a comprehensive solution was what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free trade one travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. So be sure to check it out. I want to thank everyone once again for making this show your first listen. Be sure to check us out everywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, and Spotify, etc. We're talking about Matt Dumba joining the Arizona Coyotes, Matt. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because the talk on TweetDeck, or I say TweetDeck because that's what I use whenever I go on uh, whenever I go on the uh, the Twitter sphere. I don't use regular Twitter because I'm a, I'm a nerd. Um, and I just follow. I just see everyone talking about. The Coyotes might be sneaky good this upcoming year. It might surprise a lot of people. You know what? It surprised me. I think we should definitely have a little bit of a conversation here. They do not have a single NHL defenseman signed for the 2024-25 season. Every single one of their defensemen, Matt Dumba, Sean Dersey, Josh Brown, Troy Stetcher, Yusuf Alamaki, J.J. Mosier, and Victor Soderstrom, are all free agents. Two of those, Falamaki and Dersey, are arbitration-eligible RFAs, and Moser and Soderstrom are standard RFAs, uh, with the other three being UFAs. This is very interesting, and I, I do want to take a couple of minutes to talk about this. Oh, yeah. This defense is in a, a kind of transition period. Also, don't forget, Travis Dermott is also technically on the roster. He's still considered on IR right now, but once everything gets activated, he'll be fine. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight defensemen. 
I would not be surprised if Victor Soderstrom does not make the roster and Josh Brown is your seventh defenseman, which he is very equipped to do that. I like that role for Josh Brown, Stetcher being your third pair, but they are poised right now to revamp whatever they need to do with this defense. That if the defense is not what they need, hey, we're going to extend uh, Mosier, we're going to extend Dursey, maybe Volamaki. But everyone else, we're going to trade or we're going to do this and do that. You'd still have a complete open uh, canvas to do what you want defensively. I, I, it's either going to be really interesting. I mean, they're, they're spending about $12 million on their defense if you add in Dermot. Uh, sorry, uh, $11.5 million if you add in Dermot. On the defense, it, that could be a much higher number <laughs> next season. <laughs> I think that's what makes things unique. I think contract years always baffle me right mm-hmm. contract years are really a huge tell on what to expect from a from from a player and i think especially a defenseman because i think defensemen show ha- have a lot more volatility in some ways i mean they take a lot more to develop as you mentioned and i feel like in a contract year they can either have their best or they can't put up enough. Um, I can say that for about any player, but I feel like here in this situation, especially as you mentioned, with all these players under a contract here, you know, it's, it's really going to be interesting of how, how good this team is going to be, especially in the defense, and how it's going to end up playing out for the next couple years after that. Yeah, because it again... With we've talked about it, I think we have. I know I have plenty of times on, on my own separate uh, channels, but it's contract years are quite worrying because a lot of the times people are very motivated in that contract year, and they typically tend to play above their head. Now we've seen with guys like Jeff Skinner, you can get back to that. Sometimes it takes a couple of years. Sometimes you maintain it. You know, for a few years when he's had the contract, then it declines more naturally. It depends on the player, but. Let's just say Turnier kind of has a history of making guys do uh, career numbers, career years, near career years. If Dursey, uh, Mosier, and Valimaki, just those three, the younger defensemen on the roster right there, all have excellent seasons. Uh, the the defenseman making the most right now is Matt Dumba, $3.9 million. He accounts for 4.7% of the cap. He is the highest paid defenseman. The next one is Sean Dursey at one7 None of those players I just named right now, their numbers would be in the one millions uh, for cap hit if they have if they have seasons that we would like. Which again, that's why I said they're paying about eleven point five million this year for defensemen. That number could be a lot higher good next year. I mean, I think the most important part, and we may, and we mentioned this multiple times, when we talk about players that want to be in Arizona. Um, some of them, you know, if they really buy into what the Coyotes are all about, they'll take a little bit, just a little bit of a discount. Um, maybe it's possible. Um, I'm looking at some of the contracts signed. I mean, let's 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 put it in in some way. Like I'm going to take a take a look at one of the forwards and Nick Buke's dad when he re-signed with Arizona. You know, two point one. That's a pretty decent deal to sign him for a couple extra years, right? Especially for what he brought with us. Especially last year. for like, what he brought to the value. team. Exactly, mm-hmm. that is excellent value, and I, and the reason why and and I think one of the things you mentioned is like he just wanted to get back to Arizona. He loves it in Arizona. Mm-hmm. You would hope that 
some of those players, I think Troy Stetcher is one of those players, for example, that really bought has bought into the touring system and bought into the what the Coyotes did because he's 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 he said that. Um, mm-hmm. We'll just have to see what all the other players believe. And look, there is a scenario. I, I like Josh Brown. I, I'm not trying to pick on Josh Brown. He's a solid, you know, sixth, seventh defenseman. You like him better than seventh defenseman. I would not be surprised if he's not here next year. But a guy like Troy Stetcher, at 29 years old, you know, in his early 30s, I, I could, depending on if he if he maintains form with – he was sneakily good defensively last year. Like, under the radar, solid defense. Uh, not not really any offense there, but that's not what you need Troy Stetcher for. They weren't asking no. that of him. Uh, I, I could potentially see another two-year contract after this, depending on how things go. And also, you have to look at the Coyotes' defensive prospects because a lot of them are going to start being ready to play in a couple of years, potentially as soon as 24-25. So let's say you, you just slot Dumba and Brown and Dermott directly out of here. So that's uh, now five defensemen, maybe Lamoureux maybe Artem Duda because we're still a couple of years away uh, from even looking at Simashev. Maybe you get a couple of guys coming up. Maybe you get a couple of guys playing in Tucson over the next year or so this defense and the prospects for this defense and how this defense is going to look in the future could be very wildly different than what we think it might be right now when a year or two passes. That's what, that's what interests me about this defense. And that's what also worries me about this defense because we don't know <laughs> because we do not know at this right now, at this next year, I'm a little confident. I feel like this team is going to be pretty good. I feel like, uh, you know, as some people might, some people will say in the, uh, the social media sphere, are the Yotes a wagon? I think they are. <laughs> but I, I'm so excited for Tucson. Their, their potential defense. I do believe that uh, Maverick Lamaru is one more year away from eligibility in the AHL, but he's 19. Yes. He might be he might be this year, but I think it's one year away, isn't it? From uh, AHL? After 20, yeah. After 20, All right, because he's waiver exempt. Uh, he's exempt from the standard 50-man roster. and He turns 20 right. in next January, so yeah, next season. Not this right. upcoming season, but the following season. So, but when you look at the defense right now, and I expect Soderstrom, he's made some strides defensively. I I don't see him making the opening night roster right now. I would not be upset if he does, but right now you might have Soderstrom, Kesselring, uh, Zuber's 20. He could play there. He might go back to the DEL for one more year, but he could. Uh, you got Coke, you got Anya Bucci, Kalyachanuk, Cam Crotty is solid, comfort, good veteran presence. Tucson's defense is likely going to be a lot better because there is just more talent available. There will still be guys they sign that are not NHL guys. There will still be AHL contracts down there. Like I said, a couple of these guys will probably not play for them, but you have some solid depth here of guys that are anywhere between 20 and 26 years old with Cook, if we're not counting Comfer, who is just that veteran presence. I can go ahead out and confirm. that uh, I'm sure Matt and I will be at a number of Tucson Roadrunners games. For I'll make the drive season. at least twice this year, maybe three times. I I will. <laughs> at oh, I think three times is still a low number. I think a little bit more than that. Are, are we are we gonna carpool? Because my 
you know, my, my, my money goes through my, my savings and I gotta, I gotta reroute it to my ch- <laughs> I hear that. Um, well, well I, I, I think a carpool can be put in order. I, I think we got to give, uh, the, the lockdown producers a little call. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check in with them, but no, we'll be down there at least a few times this year. I, I, I love the opportunity to get to watch it because, you know, if the Coyotes aren't playing or they're playing on the road, we can still talk about that game. We can still follow it either on socials or listen to it or whatever. But if we get to actually watch more Tucson games, we get to see like, hey, this is what I specifically like with Kesselring's game. Hey, Soderstrom, he's passing the puck a, a, a little better. He's finding his holes. You might see the assist numbers go up. There's, and that's what I love about the prospect of having a, that AHL team just down the road, essentially, you know? There was there was a special thing, a special place in my heart during the time I, li- I, I, I lived in Tucson mm-hmm. um, where I was the uh, – the Roadrunner's main – like, their main B. I, 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 I know, like – you know, nothing against what, you know, where Brett Barrett did. He actually he's like, did a lot better of a job than I did in a lot of the stuff he covered. But I was around for long, for a long, I was the longest tenured Roadrunners reporter. I did it from year two all the way up until when I moved up here. Um, mm-hmm. I saw, I've saw it all. I've seen it all. I got to see a lot of it. And you're right. It is just, there's a really awesome, you know, element to that. You're just up the road, essentially. Uh, and especially in the last couple of years, you know, I think early on, you know, in the, uh, when I first brought it in, uh, Carl Pavlock as co-host before you, I was, you know, one of the things he would ask me all the time when we were doing some Roadrunners things is he would always ask me, well, what's, uh, how does, uh, Matias Michelli look at the time when he was in Tucson? And I was like, excellent. You're going to love him. You're going to love him. <laughs> you know, let, 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 let me just, let, let me chime in right here. Because when I first started covering the team in 2018, 2019, I also would go for mile walks around, you know, where, where the, the apartment was at, and I would listen to Tucson games. And Connor Garland always caught my ear. Anytime yes. I was I would pay attention to him. I would whenever they post the footage on Twitter, I'd watch his highlights. I was I was again taking notes for all the games. And and right there, like that was a perfect this kid's gonna make it. Uh, Lane Peterson interested me, but one of the downsides of listening is you don't get to see stuff like they're skating. So if they have a big negative like that, you don't get to see it. And also it's against different competition. So one way to look at it is if a player in the AHL, a younger player looks like they are a couple of steps ahead of the players they are playing against in the minor leagues, they are probably going to make it. If they are playing very well down there, that might be around where they're going to be, and they might need to transition to a two-way game, or they might need to uh, make some more improvements and spend another year or so down in the minors. If they're a step behind, they might not make it, or they might just develop into career AHLers, and Connor Garland and Matias Michelli excelling at that level. Even Michael Carcone, he's a little bit older, excelling at that level, tell me those are probably NHL-level players. So I'm really excited to get to pay attention because like Akuratu should be playing down there this season. Liam Kirk, hopefully this is his last year for his contract, will be playing there and actually maintain down there. Have an eye on Nate Smith. If we can see how these kids play and if they play well this year, depending on how well they play, you might see future NHLers and, and you get to see them develop and see them get from point A to point B. And it's such a fun, unique experience that I love it. I, I, I love it. It's disappointing because you get attached to guys and then they trade Lane Peterson out yep. from under you and you're depressed, but it it's happens. a fun experience. 
Yeah, no, I got used to that as a Roadrunners reporter. Um, you know, I've I it it has kind of like become just a part of me, and it's like, eh, it happens. But mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you one thing that my like just kind of as a side thing. You know what my favorite thing about going to Tucson Roadrunners games, and it's oh, not the players, it's not the hockey itself. Mm-hmm. There's actually another element in there. It's the donuts. The donuts. Oh, the, the, the stand that's over on the uh, you, you walk in, you go to the right. Uh huh. And it has those like homemade donuts and whatever. I've I brought some friends and it's like for some reason everyone loves them and I love them too. They're freaking amazing. You want to know what's actually the best part of Tucson games? That's really underrated. What's that? We need more cowbell. The <laughs> having everyone with the cowbell yes. just gets me excited every time I go. I look at my wife. I'm like, why didn't we bring a cowbell? We need to get a cowbell. Where did we get a cowbell? We need more cowbell. I have to find. You know, I, I have to figure out what happened to my old cowbell. I had a cowbell during my time when I was a fan, when I was in, you know, like a quote unquote, like super fan of the uh, San Jose Sabercats arena football team because mm-hmm. they were notorious for their cowbell. So I had one. I'm like, where did mine go? Because I kind of want to just, if I were to go at Dakota Roadrunners came as a fan, I'd like to bring my cowbell. Um, but most of the time, I don't think I've, Oh, I don't think I've ever been to a Roadrunners game as a fan. I'm almost always there as media. So it'd feel weird if I did. You see, this is why I'm glad I'm a nobody, because I've most I've only ever gone to Roadrunners games as a fan. I was a sleeper agent for the last preseason game and I, I hunted down Javier Gutierrez to get his business card. Never got a response, by the way. But but I, I always go as a fan and I'm vlogging and I'm spending stupid money on jersey raffles and I'm going, Donor! This last last game I went to, so like, that's my unique experience. Like, to just go be a fan, it's gonna be weird having to wear a suit going down there and being like, I am here on business. Yeah, it is. It like, yeah, I wouldn't say in 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 Tucson, you don't really need to go full on suit. But that's if that's I'm going company. out, especially with a mustache like this, I am going to dress <laughs> up and show out. All right. When I'm in the office, I can go with the sun's out, guns out look over here. When I'm going to I be professional, I, I got to go, you know, suit and tie affair. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, but let's let, let's let's get back to a really closing thought on this before we kind of go, you know, go too much off the rails since we only have so much time left. Mm-hmm. So now that the Dumba deal is in the books. How would you grade what Bill Armstrong has done this off season as a whole? Let me add a little anecdote. When I okay. put that that ten dollars on the Coyotes to get ninety points this year, uh, I, I I still say around because they're going to have a jump. I'm just not sure how high. They're not going to be a playoff team, but there's going to be some exciting stuff on this team. Someone responded, it'll be a miracle if they get 75. And I'm like, dog, they got 70 last year with a less talented team. And all they have done is added players that are good. Added players that Kerfoot, 28 years old, right in the prime of his career. Zucker, 31, tail end of the prime. Matt Dumba, 29, should be right there towards the end of the prime of his career. You add solid players players, solid role guys, solid depth guys, solid veterans. 
how can you not rate this an A plus? This team, if they held a playoff spot for like 24, 48 hours, whatever it was last year, with a ragtag group of team that that players that just did not have, like I I hate to give the the Toronto coach any credit, didn't have the elite level talent, and they still squeeze that much, just shy of 30 wins. I'm just gonna say it right now. This is an A plus because this team just got an injection of they can actually compete now. They're not playoff team. They're not, but this team is going to compete. They're going to be fun. And you're, we're not going to have those. Well, if they lose, we're, I guess we're going to try to get closer to Bedard. Nah, it's going to be if they lose. Yeah, but you know what? They're that they're really in that game. They're, they're competitive. You know, they're, they're only 10 points out of the playoffs. Like, that's what we're going to be talking about with the losses this year. Oh, hey, look at how good Keller was. Cooley, look at how he's developing. Man, that is absolutely ridiculous how he was playing. Jack McBain's taking a step. That's what we're going to be talking about. The how can it not be an here, A+. I think, yeah, especially. I think especially it creates the key of now um, creating buzz around the game, going to the games. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you know they, they win more games. Like, hey, let's go to the Coyotes game. They're, you know, they're on a hot streak right now. They're looking great. Let's go and watch them. And and because of that, people will be more willing to actually spend money on a, to watch a team that uh, that's playing better, especially when the when the uh, you know the attend the we call it, yeah the capacity is so low at at Mold Arena. You know, it, the prices are up there. It, it, there's a reason why last year there, you know, there might have been a lot more fans of other teams because I get it, the team wasn't great. But this upcoming year, there's gonna be more buzz. More people are gonna want to attend Coyotes games. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I did not expect them to be outdrawn by other teams' fans last year. I do expect it will not be as bad this year, especially. Because I I, so I will plaster this opinion everywhere I can, reiterate it over and over. They will hold the playoff spot for like a week, maybe two, at some point this season. They will not make the playoffs, but if they held it for 24, 48 hours, whatever it was last year, they will have a playoff spot for a week or so. And we'll have some exciting buzz, just unlike with the D-backs this year. Can y'all keep your expectations realistic and remember, it's a young team, and they're should going I, to disappoint you at times. Should, should I just make that uh, that that uh, that joke prom- <laughs> that joke promise I told you a couple weeks ago? Yes, yes, I forgot what it was, but yes. <laughs> if if the Coyotes manage to make the playoffs this year, I will mm-hmm. get a tattoo that says "Bill the Builder." If the Coyotes make the playoffs this year. All right, the Coyotes make the playoffs this year. I will get tattooed somewhere, probably on, on this wrist, on the opposite side of this tattoo. I will get uh, one of the Coyotes logos or Doan's number or something tattooed visibly on my wrist if they make the playoffs this year. <laughs> Love it. Well, yeah, we'll definitely get some kind of Coyotes tattoo or something, you know. But, mm-hmm. hey, that's that, that that just tells you, though, like, look, we're, we don't believe they will make it, but, like, hey, you know what? This team has the tools potentially surprise us they'll make you believe they might and giving you giving the fan base that hope that is the ultimate step forward that is the next step then after you start giving your fans hope like that the step after that is 
the everyone not just developing being at that NHL level and them actually delivering on that promise. We are still on schedule. We might even still be a year ahead. It, it, it depends on how this year goes. Last year, it's, it was a massive jump, and we might be a year ahead. If they maintain it, this is going to be a really, really fun team the last year in the mullet. I am excited. Oh, it is It, it is certainly going to be a, uh, a fun one. Any final thoughts before we uh, wrap it all up? No, no. Um, a plus, Bill. Uh, I'm sorry I ever doubted you, even though I never really did. But in case I did, sorry I doubted you. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.